Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 25th episode of The Brief. I'm your host and my chair, Tariyam Subaykhi. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming a very special guest, Mr. Khalid Tash, Vice President of Corporate Communications at Saudi Arabian Airlines, Saudi. We'll hear from Khalid on the kingdom's thriving communication industry, opportunities for further growth, and address any challenges to overcome. Um, Assalamu alaikum and welcome Khalid to the show. Alaikum assalam. Thank you very much, Tariam. It's a pleasure to be with you and an honor to uh, to be on this podcast and, and hopefully add some value to the uh, to the audience. The honor is mine. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, you've held a number of senior communications and marketing positions over the years. What has the been the biggest changes in the industry that you've witnessed in Saudi Arabia? Well, uh, uh, a very good uh, intro question. Uh, uh, my, uh, my short answer would be what has not changed? Uh, uh, and I think what we've seen over the past uh, 20 years or so is a, is a massive uh, transformation in the, uh, in, the, in the communications industry, just like in, in a lot of aspects uh, of our daily lives and our professional lives. I, I think if we, if we go back to the basics of communication and, and, and for that, the basics of marketing, it's, it's all about the who, um, who you're targeting, uh, who are your audience, understanding them, etc. The what, uh, uh, the content that you uh, that you uh, uh, want to communicate, and the uh, 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 the key messages and uh, the campaigns that you do, and the how, the channels, uh, the timings, the way you you execute. And I think we've seen a tremendous change on on all of them. I think on the audience size side, we. Today we're talking with uh, with people who are more and more global citizens. So so uh, no longer confined by topics that are an interest that are geographically uh, uh, special. Uh, I think there there's still uh, a lot of uh, regional and local uh, uh, interests amongst uh, amongst audiences. But I think globalization has been a, a key change. I think in in uh, in the past uh, twenty years or so. And also uh, uh, the fact that that today, as communication experts and, and professionals, we we talk to everyone. The barriers between age groups has uh, uh, have 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 disappeared. Actually, today, every mother, grandmother, for that uh, for that matter, has a has a WhatsApp account and has a Facebook account and has a Twitter account, and uh, uh, they engage and they interact with content uh, just like teenagers. So. Uh, the 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 size of the audience and the and the need for you to address the different uh, the different audiences has uh, has changed dramatically in terms of the content or the what uh, uh, very interesting times that we're uh, that we're living in uh, it it kind of reminds me of of history when we when we read history and we see that years were thematic there was the year of something and the year of uh, uh, of uh, uh, of the uh, uh, spanish flu for example we we lived that uh, uh, for the past uh, year or so the year of uh, of covid uh, so uh, so the thematic uh, uh, let's say uh, overall uh, takeover of of uh, of periods forces you as a communication expert to be uh, and professional to be kind of in the uh, 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 in a certain topic and 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 theme that you need to uh, uh, you need to develop your stories based on uh, based on that uh, and then I think the biggest change is, is in the in the channels. So uh, so the digital uh, the the digital aspect of of communication uh, really changed the game 
dramatically today. We no longer talk about TV stations or newspapers or, uh, or magazines. Uh, we talk about uh, platforms like Twitter, WhatsApp, Snapchat, TikTok, Netflix, etc. for the region, Shahid and, and, and the likes. So I think everything has, uh, uh, I think the, the, the short answer back to that, everything has changed. We've been witnessing uh, uh, from across the borders and uh, we are very excited always um, to listen to the progress and the updates um, and wonder about these questions. Uh, what challenges do our colleagues face over there? So this is a great uh, opportunity for us to talk about all the questions that are on um, the minds of communication specialists, especially in the UAE. Now, your role uh, at Saudia involves um, a mission to reposition the corporate in line with the Vision 2030. And this will open opportunities for tourism, culture, sports, entertainment, uh, and more. So with that in mind, uh, from uh, your perspective or from your involvement in that mission, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the strategy behind it? Uh, great question, and I think you've you've uh, you've touched upon the core strategic narrative in the in the question itself. Uh, one of the key strategies for Saudi in this uh, new era of Vision 2030 in, in Saudi Arabia is to be not only an aviation or just uh, uh, just a company or a brand that that tries to move people from A to B, but it's it's really that integration and that leverage of, of all the opportunities that are that are opening up from tourism, culture, sports, entertainment. Um, uh, I'll touch upon logistics uh, later on, but I think these these four, the tourism, culture, sports and entertainment uh, all fall within probably one one bucket of uh, the the openness of Saudi Arabia like never before uh, and uh, and what is happening on uh, on the on the vision 2030 part is that it's it's really enabling companies like Saudi Airlines to play a much bigger role to have uh, uh, greater growth opportunities when we talk about tourism for example Saudi Saudi Airlines is is quite an old company we we celebrated our 75th anniversary this year but for the for the past 75 years our our key objective was to enable and facilitate travel for saudis and people who lived in saudi arabia so moving moving saudis uh, and and residents of saudi arabia domestically so between riyadh jeddah the different cities etc and moving the saudis to where they want to go uh, internationally so one of the key examples i always use is uh, Saudi has always had uh, uh, direct flights to Manchester, for example. And when you think about having a direct flight from Saudi to Manchester, but not having a direct flight from Saudi to Beijing, for example, it doesn't make sense. But the, the mandate was different because Saudi uh, uh, was serving uh, uh, thousands of students who were studying in, in Manchester, and hence we needed to operate that route. But we didn't have much business or much inbound um, demand from, from China, for example. And, and that's why we didn't have direct flights to, to Beijing. Uh, uh, that's a core uh, uh, difference in, in, uh, in our future strategy versus our, our uh, current strategy. So uh, at our peak in, in 2019, before the pandemic, uh, which we're hoping that, that will go away 
very soon. Uh, but we reached around 34 million passengers uh, a year. Our projections is that we would like to to uh, uh, to contribute to the kingdom's aspiration of bringing in 100 million tourists from outside the kingdom into the kingdom by 2030. So that's that's a huge growth opportunity for us. We will not be able to do that unless we we market and we communicate our brand uh, at those global markets uh, in a better way. So uh, uh, so that's a that's a huge uh, uh, differentiation. Culture, for example, we're, uh, uh, we were a brand that uh, that uh, prides itself of uh, applying international uh, cuisine, for example, on our flights, uh, uh, international entertainment, uh, global entertainment in our uh, in-flight entertainment uh, system. Uh, now we're focusing a lot more on how can we be ambassadors and the proxy brand for the kingdom to communicate its culture globally because we will have more international passengers on our uh, on our uh, flights we will have more non saudis traveling into saudi so we want uh, uh, we want them to to uh, to experience saudi culture from the plane we want we, we actually have a mission where an internal mission where we say we want people to feel that they arrived to saudi arabia from the minute they board the saudia flight uh, from their home countries so we want them to come into the plane and, and, and experience Saudi cuisine and, and, and look at Saudi uh, uh, content on the, on the in-flight entertainment, hear Saudi music, uh, uh, the, the uniforms of our crew. We want them to be inspired by Saudi culture. Everything in the flight experience, we wanted to communicate the Saudi culture in a way that also is uh, uh, compatible with international standards and, and high quality, of course. Uh, and we want to be that, that, that brand that, that exemplifies Saudi culture uh, and and everything in, in between tourism and, and culture from sports we uh, we're uh, we're the we're the kingdom's flagship brand when it comes to sponsoring major sporting events that are uh, being hosted in Saudi Arabia be it the the Formula E for example or uh, 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 the the uh, uh, the Super Cup the Italian Super Cup the Spanish uh, Super Cup etc so so we play a very important role in uh, in that uh, on on logistics I would, I would have to say it's, it's also very important for us. One of the things that we're doing uh, very aggressively these days is we're, we're uh, integrating our value proposition uh, uh, with our logistics arm, Saudi Cargo and Saudi uh, uh, Logistics, to, to offer a, a full uh, uh, kind of scale uh, proposition whenever we sponsor. Uh, so, for example, the Formula E, when it, uh, when it got hosted in Saudi uh, all the all the cars all the racers all the the uh, the uh, organizers we were uh, we were helping them with the logistics not only uh, with our flights uh, uh, in terms of passengers so that's uh, uh, that's a very important aspect for us thank you Khaled. seems you know the more we hear about it the the more exciting it sounds um and I, I say this without exaggeration for myself and, and many of communications questions in the UAE, um, we share that excitement and um, have been waiting uh, um, for the opportunity for things to progress to this point where uh, we can contribute together um, with uh, Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia's progress. Um, as a contribution to the whole development of the region. So it's wonderful. This is a topic we'd, we'd like to address um, with many of our interviewees um, is the COVID situation. So could you tell us a little bit about 
um, the Saudi Saudi uh, Saudi Airlines um, economic recovery since COVID, um, and how is the corporation focused on the future? Um, and then, if you could let us know what the communications uh, role will be um, in this future progress. Absolutely. Uh, so I think when when we talk about COVID, I, I'd like to. Uh... I'd like to segment it into three phases: what, what, uh, where we were pre-COVID, uh, and then what happened during COVID, and 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 hopefully what are the plans moving beyond uh, and post that uh, uh, that pandemic. Uh, so before before COVID, I think one of the one of the key differentiators for Saudi uh, for the Saudi market and for Saudi airlines was the fact that we we already had a big domestic market. Uh, we were not heavily reliant or entirely reliant on on international uh, travel. Uh, uh, like other other airlines, so uh, so our big domestic market uh, was uh, was already thriving. Um, we were uh, an airline that uh, uh, that had already a lot of investments in, in things like safety and, and high quality and uh, hygiene. So so it was it was easier for us. We were I think we were uh, uh, better prepared. Uh, by coincidence, by some smart investments that were made in the in the past, but I think we were better prepared uh, for the for the pandemic than maybe uh, uh, other uh, other airlines. Now, what happened during COVID is is of, of course uh, uh, probably the biggest disaster or, or the biggest crisis for the for the aviation industry globally, for the travel industry, for the tourism industry, for the hospitality industry uh, at large. Um, uh, but I think what what we did was. Um, and, and this was inspired and in line with how the kingdom uh, itself had had an overall handling strategy of whatever it takes to to uh, to kind of uh, uh, protect the lives, uh, uh, protect the livelihoods of of people. Uh, so I think there were some bold uh, moves in in. Uh, uh, in, in terms of health and safety uh, precautions, in terms of taking care of, of our employees. Uh, so uh, so thank God we did not suffer as much as probably the aviation industry on, on average would have suffered uh, a lot more. We, I think we fared off uh, better, than, uh, better than average. And during that time, it was really important for us as, as communication experts to focus on things like health and safety, uh, we we did a lot of work uh, on that front uh, uh, as a, as an airline and from a communication point of view we we tried to uh, focus on that so uh, so we uh, we kind of uh, uh, had a lot of a lot of communication a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, initiatives that are related to how we ensure for people uh, their uh, their safe flight um, uh, that they can uh, they can fly and and still uh, uh, kind of feel safe. Uh, 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 we Saudi Airlines uh, achieved the diamond status, so one of the top ten airlines in the world in terms of the uh, health and preca- uh, 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 the the uh, precautionary measures in in, in the COVID uh, uh, timing. Thank God we we had during uh, the past twenty months or so we had. 10 million passengers, over 100,000 flights, uh, with uh, zero infections uh, uh, on uh, on board. So, uh, so that was uh, that was a good uh, a good achievement. Uh, it also helped us during the the uh, the pandemic that uh, our Saudi tourism authority was quite active. So we had the the local tourism campaigns uh, when international travel was uh, was closed, but we we still uh, had a healthier uh, domestic market uh, that that uh, uh, helped us at least maintain some level of operation 
when others had to to shut down completely uh, or or uh, or almost completely now moving moving ahead uh we're still as ambitious as we were before uh, the pandemic. We, uh, we we want to catch up. We lost two years or so from our uh, countdown to Vision 2030, and we're uh, we're committed to make that up. Uh, we have, as I was explaining before, about how Saudi from the past 75 years is now changing and gearing into into serving a a, a different mandate. Uh, our our uh, our vision and mission have have changed into bringing the world to Saudi Arabia rather than just facilitating for Saudis to to travel to the world. Uh, so bringing the world to Saudi Arabia means that uh, we want to attract a lot more leisure and, and, and tourism travelers. Uh, and, and that's a huge opportunity with all the investments that are being made. We believe that from a, from a business traveler point of view, we can also fare better than than other markets. Uh, so, so business travel is uh, is expected to lag a lot behind tourism uh, travel, for example, uh, uh, because uh, uh, we we actually use this term Zoom Airlines now, uh, and and we 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 consider it as part of the competitors uh, uh, to to the normal airlines because today any business uh, businessman or or uh, or executive. Uh, actually thinks twice before making that decision to travel for a business meeting and say, can't we just do it on Zoom? Uh, uh, we're doing this podcast over Zoom. So uh, so that's a, uh, that's a testimony to those kinds of decisions. But we think that Saudi Arabia, because of all the business activities that are happening, because of all the investments that are happening, we probably could still maintain a healthy level of business travel uh, uh, versus other, uh, other markets. Uh, and of course, we have the third aspect of, of our uh, uh, ongoing uh, uh, demand for travel into Saudi Arabia and 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 back to 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 the home countries of our religious uh, pilgrims. Uh, so so for the Hajj and Umrah. Uh, so so we have we have all of that. I think from a from a communication point of view, making sure that we we reactivate our marketing and communication plans that are. Uh, 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 promoting travel into Saudi Arabia for business, for leisure, for religious uh, purposes, uh, uh, to market and promote the safety and 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 uh, uh, and the comfort uh, uh, and e peace of mind that that travelers could uh, could have. That's probably going to be the biggest uh, differentiator between airline brands moving forward. How safe do people feel traveling with you? So, so I think that's that's kind of a summary of where we were, what we went through over the over the past uh, uh, year and a half, two years with the pandemic, and and where we're heading uh, forward, inshallah. Now, with this, you know, rapid progress of, of the communications, um, and of course, um, many companies uh, looking to assist in the progress of the communication field there. Do you find that uh, it's difficult uh, to find good talent and retain them? Um, and um, are you importing uh, expertise from a board to assist uh, the progress in, in line or uh, in partnership with communication specialists in Serbia? Yes and yes. Uh, is it? Difficult and, and hard to find talent. Yes, uh, uh, are we uh, uh, 
kind of using uh, uh, and and uh, and importing and onboarding others uh, absolutely yes i think uh, the 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 challenge with the communication industry i think in saudi is uh, uh, is is something that i probably i i, I would probably say that it's safe to assume that it's a, it's a challenge worldwide and and more con- some countries more than more than others but uh, i think communication as a uh, as a discipline uh, one of my theories is that uh, it it suffers from over specialization at an educational level so so we've seen a lot more specialization in degrees uh, related to communication and marketing uh, in in general things like digital and pr and uh, and i actually think that that uh, uh, too much specialization has led to uh, people who cannot uh, it's it's not it's not in line with the job market so uh, so I, and i give example uh, examples of of uh, uh, of how engineering schools for example and degrees are are set up so so in engineering you would you would typically find all over the world to 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 a large extent uh, uh, a standard kind of degree so so you have mechanical engineering or electrical engineering or industrial engineering and those people have the general knowledge that is that is needed to apply w- first almost any kind of engineering job but second a broad spectrum of of a of a specific area uh, mechanical or electrical or and i think the over specialization of degrees in in marketing and communication led to people who are uh, probably very well informed academically in in a very narrow aspect of of marketing so so advertising copywriting uh, graphic design digital marketing media pr uh, uh, journalism etc and i think we need to see more and more consolidation of of uh, of degrees because that is something that will help the uh, the the industry now luckily I think from a talent pool point of view I think in Saudi Arabia we have a fairly good talent pool when it comes to marketing and if we want to say that there is a there is a difference uh, between marketing per se the marketing that is uh, responsible for demand generation and and ultimately measured by how much influence they have on sales versus communication which is more about uh, reputation and brand building and and uh, and, uh, and and sentiment uh, uh, i think there are a lot of differences i'm a marketeer by 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 experience i've uh, i've uh, 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 i've handled communication and and got to learn it uh, on the job but i think if if we go back to the fundamentals uh, as i said in the beginning the who the what the how it's about the audience uh, understanding audience coming up with insights it's about developing content and uh, and and, uh, and 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 then it's about how you deliver that content what channels do you use when do you use them etc i think we can we can uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, adapt a lot of marketing talent into communication and that's the that's the tactic at least that i use and 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 most of my uh, uh uh kind of needs for for talents uh i i generally look much more towards marketeers and and try to uh, kind of shape them into communication uh, experts the With the societal changes uh, in the kingdom, 
uh, how has that influenced the communication industry? Um, has it uh, changed the, the tone or um, the form of communication with audiences? What are some of the major um, updates, let's say, or additions that have come uh, with this um, change? I think the societal changes that are that that were driven by Vision 2030 changed a lot in the in the uh, uh, in the communication industry, and I would I would say uh, our uh, uh, our cultural sensitivity uh, uh, became uh, much higher and 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 more amplified today. Uh, uh, there are there are uh, a lot of cultural aspects in how we communicate, how we look, how we speak uh, 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 that, that came to the surface uh, after, uh, after the launch of Vision 2030. Uh, things like diversity, things like uh, more openness um, and, and, and transparency if the, uh, if the, if the, uh, if the country's leadership and, and, and government is, is becoming more open and more transparent and more frequent in communicating with the, with the public, then the expectation from brands is to, to is to at least catch up with that. And, and I think that's a very unique uh, situation that we are in where uh, the public sector uh, uh, kind of led the, the, the transformation uh, and, and the private sector and, and people had to catch up with what the government was trying to do. So that was, that was a, very, a very unique, uh, unique situation. Uh, I, I think the, the, uh, uh, the, the main societal uh, uh, change and shift that uh, that happened is that uh, yes, I think I think the uh, the the uh, the diversity uh, that needs to be taken into consideration, cultural diversity, gender diversity, topic diversity, age group diversity, uh, was was probably a game changer for for the communication uh, uh, industry. And as the overall uh, communication uh, industry continues to thrive. Um, many communication specialists um, from the region, and I'm sure across the world, uh, are following and monitoring the progress the, the country is making. I mean, even me from, uh, with my position in EWIC, uh, we were very fortunate to uh, um, collaborate with our colleagues uh, at NEON. Um, and just being introduced to that fantastic project, as well as the, the many uh, tourism projects that um, I'm planning to book my ticket from now to go to. I'm sure you won't have uh, a lack of uh, interest from communication professionals from all across the world. So what can um, we do in the region to help support this uh, growth in the communications industry? Well, I think uh, number one, uh, I think Saudi Arabia should no longer be looked at uh, as, a, as a different market. Uh, for, uh, uh, for the majority of, of my career in the, in the past 20 years or so, uh, Saudi Arabia was always looked as a as a different monster to to uh, to to be dealt with and to be operated in uh, versus versus anywhere else in the world and and uh, and even within the within the region. Uh, and I think a lot of the changes that happened over the past five years or so 
um, if, if, if anything, just made Saudi Arabia more um, uh, more part of the of the uh, of the global community, and and uh, and operating in Saudi Arabia should not be looked at different than any other uh, any other market. Uh, and I think that differentiation led to uh, uh, certain decisions on how to operate, uh, how big the operation is, how uh, how parts of the uh, of the value chain of of the communication. Uh, uh, process are uh, are managed uh, uh, in other markets while uh, while the service is is done in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so if we take the creative industry, for example, for for the for the good part of the past 20, 30 years, uh, most of the most of the uh, uh, back offices were still in other countries, and while the client servicing, for example, is is done here, and and that doesn't work any, uh, anymore. Uh, I mean, the kitchen has to be uh, here in Saudi, and the and the country has made it, let's say, a priority to fix whatever is required from business regulations uh, uh, to to lifestyle, uh, 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 let's say, standards to, to make this place a more attractive place for uh, 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 entire business sectors to 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 operate from uh, from Saudi Arabia. So so that's that I think is is very is very important. Number two, uh, the market in Saudi Arabia still needs a lot of research. And I would say that is that is one of the key growth drivers uh, uh, for the for the communication industry moving forward. Today, most of our decisions when it comes to communication are still based on uh, experience, judgmental, subjective uh, kind of decision making. But I think we need to be more data driven. And to be more data driven, we need to we need to document uh, 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 past experiences. We need to do more research, uh, and that's something I feel is is not uh, is not uh, uh, done enough in in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I, and and that's where I think a lot of the communication experts uh, from outside can come and 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 help us establish more research based communication. Uh, uh, solutions, uh, things like benchmarking, uh, how to set a baseline, how to have libraries of of, of content and and tap into them, uh, uh, how to also be be able to have platforms where communication people can uh, exchange knowledge and uh, and creating those. Uh, those common communities between them. There's a, there's a lot of foundational work that we're still missing as a communication industry uh, in Saudi. Uh, so uh, so that's uh, those to me are are, are very important uh, uh, very important aspects for for anyone who thinks uh, who is thinking of operating in Saudi Arabia or is already operating in Saudi Arabia and and thinks of uh, growth opportunities. Finally, uh, the last question, what advice do you have for agencies uh, or communications professionals hoping to make it? Uh, oh, sorry, there was a sound there. I'm just going to repeat that last part. No, I think I'll cover this in the, the previous question. So for our final question, what uh, advice can you give for uh, communication professionals uh, hoping um, to be part uh, of this wonderful story that's being told in the kingdom? Um, and any advice on um, what they should consider in terms of 
the differences um, between, let's say, uh, communications in the region and Saudi Arabia's communications. Okay, so uh, uh, as we wrap up, and, and sorry uh, that we uh, that we ended uh, so soon, but uh, but I think I'll, I'll I'll address the second part. So so uh, as I said before, I think. Uh, I think the, the the Saudi market should not be looked at differently versus the region or versus the world. I think that's that's a fundamental uh, uh, principle. If we think of of this market as a as a potential growth market where communication is needed and apply the best practices, learnings, etc., I think we will we will succeed better than treating it as a as a different uh, uh, monster or a, uh, or a different market. And I think it's all about value creation. Uh, uh, people who want to succeed, either professionals, agencies, companies, etc. I think it's it's very important that uh, that we we understand that at the end, it's really about the value that you that you add to the uh, to the industry and how you stand out. And and today, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, 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 kind of uh, uh, the success depends on the on the authenticity as well of of that person who is or that entity uh, uh, that is providing the value. So it's it's almost uh, kind of a split uh, success criteria between who you are and what you do. Uh, who you are means that you need to have a, a purpose. You need to you need to really stand out in terms of how you hire a, a talent. Uh, what uh, what stand do you have in terms of uh, uh, basic principles and aspirations of the target audience in the country that you are operating in. So today, the the, the big theme of uh, the Saudi market is Vision 2030, how to be compatible. I, I always use this term that people, individuals, and entities uh, and organizations need to be compatible with Vision 2030. They need to speak that language. And that language is about uh, uh, ambition. That language is about not settling for what is good enough, but, but, uh, but thriving uh, uh, and, and, and striving for what is best. Uh, so, uh, so authenticity, who you are, makes a makes a big difference. Uh, what you do uh, uh, also makes a makes a big difference. And I, I I would love to to touch upon a few examples of of uh, 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 of how some Saudi companies manage to to really stand out in the in the marketing and communication industry. And I'll I'll just give uh, a few examples. Uh, uh, there's uh, uh, there's a company called DRC, and and DRC is about market research and and and, uh, and and as we said the importance of uh, of market research and 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 data and insight uh, uh, they really uh, stand out not be, not because of what they do but also because uh, because of who they are uh, most of their uh, communication is always around how they are supporting the the national agenda how they are developing local talent uh, etc there there's a, there's a creative a small boutique uh, agency called habbar and and they're one of the most creative but it's not their creativity that that sets them apart it's how they uh, they engage they, how they 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 have a clear purpose and 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 people engage with them and and uh, and and subscribe to them uh, as a brand because of uh, because of what they stand for and and who they are so so there are a lot of examples successful examples of how companies and professionals can stand out uh, by by being authentic and by being consistent in their in their value creation uh, and i think that's that's probably a universal uh, uh, recipe for success these days so uh, so uh, uh, back to that final question uh, what differences should people take into consideration between the saudi market and and the world i think the less difference the better 
treating Saudi Arabia as part of the global community um, and and a market that is, uh, uh, let's say, in line in most of its aspect uh, aspects as as any global market. Um, uh, what it takes to succeed here is almost what it takes to succeed anywhere in the world. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Khaled. It's a pleasure to have you join the show. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure and my honor. And uh, I hope uh, whatever I said was of value to, uh, to you and the audience. And uh, thank you very much. Well, it's had tremendous value. I can tell you from now, these are um, all topics that many of us have been wondering about. And we look forward to welcoming you again on this uh, show. With pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Khaled. Well, that's all we have for today. Um, thank you again to Khaled and our listeners for tuning in. Uh, reminding everyone that the 2020 MEPRA Awards are now open for entries. So we're looking for the brightest, boldest, the bravest uh, campaigns um, from our communication specialists uh, across the Middle East. So to get started, please head over to mepra.org slash awards, M-E-P-R-A dot O-R-G slash awards to find out more. And we'll see you on the next show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.